Amex Upgrade offers a new 80,000-point airline credit card and an airline transfer bonus that seems to just keep stacking on today's Milenomics Squared podcast. Hello, everyone. I'm Sam Simon. And I'm Robert Dwyer. And this is the Milenomics Square podcast, no annual fee edition. If you're not subscribed to the full Milenomics Squared podcast, you're missing out on a deeper dive into topics like the following. Sam, you want to take news item number one? News item number one is the announcement of quarter three for all of the 5X earning cards and 5% earning cards. So that's the Chase Freedom, the Discover Variance, and the City Dividend card. And for each of those, I'll go over the 5X categories here. Chase Freedom has selected gas and streaming services. We covered Discover Card a few weeks ago when they announced early, but again, PayPal and restaurants for quarter three for Discover Card. And the City Dividend, which if you're a full-paying Patreon subscriber, you know should already be finished with your 5X for the entire year, but they have chosen airlines and car rentals. Go in, activate them before you do any spend, and go forth and earn. Uh, Next up here, Office Depot Office Max stores have a Happy Cards sale, $10 off of $100 in Happy Cards. Uh, This is limited to a single $10 per transaction, so uh, you can mix and match among select Happy Cards, including Happy Lady and Happy Teen, among others. But notably, Happy Guy is not included. By the way, just the worst names for cards, aren't they? I mean, <laughs> uh. I'm surprised they've been around so long. We've been talking about them on the show for a long time. Yeah, since I think October, or the very first episode. I think we covered them and went, we're never going to be really using these. <laughs> exactly. Have, Here we are talking yeah. about them. <laughs> Eight months later, talking about them every week. So uh, there's a lot of great discussion on the Patreon Slack channel and the paid show on these cards, but uh, they are tricky. So I would recommend, like anything, if you don't know what you're doing with them, to really start slow, especially on these cards. Uh, They're very, very limited in the retailers that they work at, uh, and the names of them are really... um, Robert, what's going on with the news? It reminds me of a deal they've got going on these over uh, at Stop and Shop. 8x fuel rewards on Happy Cards. This runs 621 through 627. So check that out if you're in the Stop and Shop uh, giant service area. And a grocery store offer that's out uh, in, in my neck of the woods and many others as well. Safeway Just For You this week has $10 off of 100 or more in Visa gift cards. So again, uh, every week we talk about the Safeway Just For You program. You need to link this to your account. So you need to be in the app or on the website to link it to your account prior to purchase. And it's limited to one per account. So $10 off of a $100 Visa gift card uh, really erases the fee. And that also can be a good way to get into this game slowly because these visa gift cards are a little tricky to liquidate as well be careful obviously going out there make sure that your liquidation is there what do we say here on milenomics robert liquidation is everything everything. yep this last one is pretty interesting to me i teased it in the in the show opening uh amex now a new transfer partner with Qantas, has a targeted uh bonus for transferring points from American Express Membership Rewards to the Australian Airlines Frequent Flyer Program. Uh, 
So Amex is running an untargeted 20% bonus. So transfer 1,000 points, get 1,200. Uh, people in dance deals were saying, though, that they're getting 20% on top of the 20% that Amex was giving them on the transfer side over on the Qantas side. For a, after a few days, they saw an additional 20% pop up into wow. their account. And I did a test on this, and sure enough, it worked. Three or four days later, after transferring over 1,000 points, I got an additional 20% of the points that were transferred, meaning it wasn't <laughs> just uh, was 1.4, it was 1.44. So, and then additionally, on top of this, the reason I did the transfer in the first place, the reason I was thinking about it was a targeted transfer bonus that we talked about a few weeks ago. Uh, And that was if you transfer up to half a million, which quite a few, you get a 15% bonus on top of that. So there's a potential here for a 3x stack. Now, there's also a potential for a huge clawback and a big misunderstanding, but... I think this could work out to be one of the most favorable bank point to airline mile transfers in a long time. And we've been talking lately about how Qantas miles are kind of quirky, but kind of useful. On the paid show, we talked a couple weeks ago about award travel, and we saw some interesting uses for them there. And I'm seeing them be uniquely useful in a lot of cases. So check out that episode of the paid show, episode number 31 of the paid show to uh, learn more about that. But yeah, if you put this all together, it could be effectively a 1.62 transfer ratio if it all came together. Now, I mean, worst case, what would it be? 1.2 plus the 15 if you were targeted. So it's going to be good no matter what if you have a use for Qantas miles. What do you think, Sam? Would you transfer some, you know, provisionally or would you still hold on to the bank points? Always keep yourself in the most flexible position as possible. Oh, yeah, I would. You know, I think that uh, we talked about it on the paid show and I had said, I just don't like it. Uh, there's too much that could go wrong, too much that needs to go right, I guess, uh, long term for this uh, because there's just too many unknowns. Well, the, the timing is coincidental. Uh, this Just this week, uh, a devaluation was... Uh, announced by Qantas. I mean, they're calling it an enhancement. And there is some good news, but uh, largely, I think it is negative news. Now, there's so many different ways that people might use a Qantas mile, as we were talking about. Uh, I think everyone seems to be looking at this from a different angle. I think the first thing you would naturally think about is flying to Australia, right? And one thing they're saying is that there'll be more award seats and there'll be lower fuel surcharges on those, which is certainly good news. But as we were talking about, you know, we want to use these miles for other things. Uh, And the the interesting thing, you know, they're a a One World partner, but they're also, uh, they have individual partnerships with a lot of other Mm -hmm. airlines. And they announced even more of those partnerships as part of this. I mean, you can fly on uh, Cathay Pacific and British Airways and all these other things that you would expect from a one world carrier. But uh, now they have partnerships with KLM Air France and Bangkok Airways and uh, New Zealand, a Star Alliance partner. So it's just all over the map in terms of the way that you can use these things. And it's kind of like almost interestingly positioned for the American uh, audience very, very interesting. Yeah, yeah. We, we were saying like, you know, uh, this is like the most profitable part of their business and, and they're really working it, right? I mean, they're, it, it, <laughs> yeah. it's almost like a product in itself as an American. It's almost amazing there isn't a co-branded credit card in the U.S. Is there? I don't think there is. Ooh, and we should be in on the ground floor of that, Robert. It's a great idea. <laughs> the Bank of Milonomics issued by the Bank of Milonomics. <laughs> <laughs> Santander. <laughs> Well, so uh, what, what's your what's your takeaway from the devaluation? I, I, maybe the the, the I, I buried the lead there. The most negative 
change I saw was about uh, 15% more expensive for right. partner uh, premium cabins. And that's really what I was looking to redeem right. with. There was an, an improvement on the economy side, but it's only for long haul economy. And who wants to fly long haul economy? So I think it amounts to a 15% devaluation. How do you feel about that? Everyone gets up in arms about it, but cat we always say cash is devaluing daily as well. So the issue is that there's not enough, what do we call it? There's not enough granularity in these programs to track just the inflation of money. So from time to time, they need to do this, and they need to do it in a big enough way that they can cover themselves for a few years. And so right now, you have some time until this goes into effect. So that's my number one tip would be look at this program now and see what you can do before these prices go into effect. Uh, the second thing that I would say is even just in the last few days, Robert, you and I have sharpened our pencil on this program, I would say, even more so. Yeah. And that's what we need to do because, yeah, if they're going to increase by 15%, we need to be 15% leaner somehow if we want to keep things as is right now. And so there are ways to combat that, that, that if we are strategic in using the program, or smart in using the program, uh, we could do that. We just talked about 10 minutes on a transfer bonus. So if you let that transfer bonus go by and then in a few months go, oh, I really need Qantas points now. Well, you've in effect created a 20 or 40% uh, increase in their award chart uh, of your own creation. So it really comes back to that demand schedule for me that we talk about here on Milenomics so much because it does not help you if you're just reacting. Oh, it's going up by 15%. I'm going to book something right now. Or, uh, you know, in three months, you, you figure out you want to go somewhere. And by then, you don't have these transfer bonuses and you're just wasting miles. So it's really being strategic uh, more so now with this information out there. We have more information than we had last week on this program. So let's use it and let's uh, use the program to our advantage wherever we can. Yeah, no, I, I have to admit I'm falling prey to the uh, things changing, right? So I, I legitimately was looking at using Qantas miles to fly on China Eastern from New York to Shanghai. And that price is going up by 15%. So I'm like, I got a book now. And it's, you know, the puzzle is getting me. Like, I'm going to stack, I'm going to transfer, I'm going to get this 20% bonus, that 20% bonus, 1.44, maybe 1. Yeah. 1.62. I'm losing 15%, but it's like, oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> I should do it now before it's going up. It reminds me of the uh, Disney uh, had a price increase on their, their annual passes this week. And it went up, I think, about 20%. And then concurrent with that news is all this great stuff about, oh, you get 20% off on dining with your annual you'll pass now. And it's like, you know, it's a classic market up to market down, right? All anybody cares about is how much they're getting off. They don't care about whether they're getting good value for their money in some, you know, small samples. So don't fall prey to that. And I'll try to take that that advice myself and not jump on a redemption just because it's going to be going up in price. I think some opportunity here. And yeah, like you say, we learned some more about the program here and learn a way to be more effective with it. It wasn't a membership reward transfer partner too long ago. We do see some good opportunities to leverage it for travel that it wouldn't have occurred to us to use uh, membership rewards to Qantas this way. So definitely a very flexible program. Like you were saying, uh, the the Alaska uh, Airlines of Australia, like it's nice to have some of these partners yeah. the, at some point between bank point transfers and these airlines that are part of alliances or not and have these individual relationships, the, those, those charts you see comparing all of the partnerships and the way you might be able to 
to book something is getting more complicated than ever. But hey, if you're savvy in navigating it, it's a good opportunity. I know. And did you see Alaska now is one-to-one with Aer Lingus? Yeah. What does that do for us? I'm not 100% sure yet because it seems like outside of economy tickets, they're it seems like they have access to last seat on the business class cabin, which it's interesting. Whoa, what? But the price is insane. Oh. 280,000 uh, Alaska miles. Oh, cheap. So, <laughs> what? That's yeah, weird. I, I don't know if this is, yeah, this is super developing. So if you're listening to the show right now, this could be uh, old news at this point. But it's either a glitch that they're going to fix and price some seats down to 60,000 Alaska miles. Uh, or it's not a glitch. And that's just their pricing right now. So. Hmm. It's just yeah, all of these one-to-one partnerships are, are really kind of something you keep in your back pocket and you go, uh, you know what? I need to get to Europe and I have American Airlines miles and I'm going to fly on Air Tahiti Nui. And it's you, you don't do it every time, but when you're stuck, it's like a just that last little trick that can maybe get you out of there, out of that jam. And so Qantas adding any partners is good news. And yes, there is a devaluation in the awards, but... I think we're going to continue talking about this program just because, like you said, Robert, it's now a membership reward transfer partner. So it's now playing against the big ones in American Express membership reward transfers, Singapore, Aeroplan, British Airways. It's it's in that league in my mind now because when I go to fly and I have membership rewards, it's about being rational with all of the options I have before I transfer. It's not about, well, Qantas is there now, so I'm going to transfer to Qantas. It's let me look at what I can do. Let me look at availability. Let me look at bonuses. Take all of that into consideration. And like two weeks ago, I didn't book with Qantas. I booked with British Airways because I had a better bonus opportunity, I think, in that situation personally. And it would only get stronger in this case because British Airways hasn't changed the way that Qantas has. So we're going to compare apples to apples no matter what happens with Qantas or any of these other programs here on the show. And we're not going to just get crazy about 15% devaluation because it's still at the end of the day, like you're saying, Robert, you're thinking of using this for your Thailand trip, right? Yeah. yeah I, you know, I did want to give a shout out to Juicy Miles on this, right? Because as you're talking there, I'm thinking like, this is something that Juicy Miles is very good at. I know if I want to go from point A to point B, I've got all these bank points. What's the best way to book each of them? Considering current transfer bonuses and all the points programs I can transfer into with real-time award availability, I think it, it's been really helpful in, in sussing some of this stuff out. Like, I didn't even know that there was a different award chart for Qantas for American Airlines versus other partners. They kind of lumped them together, whereas Alaska, you're talking about Alaska to Aer Lingus, uh, they have individual charts for each of the the one-to-one partnerships that they have. But this one, they kind of lumped it, some things together. I didn't even really know that. I was just booking a bunch of stuff, pricing it out on Qantas, on British Airways, and on Juicy Miles. And I thought Juicy Miles was fantastic in being a one-stop shop for a lot of that. So I had to to, to them on that aspect of it. And they did yeah. a good job covering it on uh, Point Me to the Plane about all these changes. So good job over there. Anything else here? I, well, I, I do want to take the opportunity to come back and think about, uh, you know, we're talking about Qantas and not having a U.S. credit card. That is strange. We should talk on a future show about the, the foreign carriers that do have U.S. credit cards. It, it, they become really yeah. effective when they're decent credit cards or you can get the sign-up bonuses for them repeatedly. And they have multiple bank point transfer partners. So kind of developing a checklist of like the most promiscuous partners with the the ones that have U.S. credit cards. That could be a, a nice synergy to it. If you can get like a, a personal and a 
business sign-up bonus for a foreign partner that has good award chart and bank point partners, that, that it can really create a lot of momentum in a single program. That might not be something that people always think about as the first way to book a flight. So we should come back to that in a future episode. Yeah. All right. Well, what else is going on? Let's round out the news here. I see this last item. You want to take it, Yeah, Robert? one more quick one that came up just yesterday. New credit card from Chase, the Chase Southwest Business Performance credit card. Uh, the key thing you really care about here probably is that it comes with an 80,000 point sign-up bonus. It does come with a $199 annual fee. It does not waive the first year. And this card is expected to be subject to 524, but it kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, how many how many Chase Southwest credit cards do we need out there? But here's another one. So 80,000 gets you a good amount of the way towards the companion pass if you're interested in that. But if you're just starting out, we should we should probably uh, link to a show that we did before on whether the Southwest companion pass is all it's cracked up to be, if that's really the best thing to do if you're new to the game, meaning if you're under 524, you may be newer to the game. And uh, we had a pretty lengthy show on whether the companion pass was worth chasing. So I'll link to that and uh, give it a listen if you're considering considering this for the purposes of a companion pass, or if you just want 80,000 Southwest miles. Interesting, that 80,000 number, right? It just exactly maps to that ink preferred bonus, which transfers one-to-one to Southwest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 good. It's going to be pretty high. It's it's a good pile of things, but we don't we're not we don't have too much enthusiasm for it because we've kind of let the 524 ship sail, right? Well, also, yeah, we have, and it really, Chase is getting pretty stale here, I think, personally. They're not announcing any new transfer partners. They're they're just shuffling the same old cards around. Uh, there's nothing exciting going on over there, in my opinion. And that's not just because I'm over 524. You know, I, I, I've got a lot of cards with them, but they just don't get me excited the way that American Express does. I, American Express is creating new cards that have nothing to do with airlines that are so exciting. and And then allowing you to transfer to airlines that a growing number of airlines with bonuses as well. And so it's like standing still versus running at, you know, full speed. And yes, oh, there's a Southwest card with an 80,000 point signup bonus. That's it. There's nothing else to discuss. It's, yeah, it's, it's very one dimensional. So yeah, when we started recording the podcast uh, back in the fall last year, I definitely thought it was just kind of getting to the point where I could say with confidence and not even feel like it was a hard argument that Amex is in front of Chase. I think Amex is squarely in front of Chase. Chase is still a strong number two. I think easier to use, but I think there's more upside in Amex if you know how to navigate the system. Amex is crushing it, I would like to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ready to close it out? I am, yeah. Well, thanks for joining us this week. For a more in-depth discussion about points and miles, visit us at patreon.com slash milonomics. There you'll get a special link to listen to additional content right in your mobile podcast app or on your computer, where we speak more freely about topics like these. And as always, you can reach us on Twitter. I'm at Milonomics, and Robert is at Robert Dwyer. We'd love to hear from you. Until then, we'll see you on the site. <laughs>